0: get happy right now. Jesus is here. Come on, we're a loud church. Lord, we love you. We praise you. We believe you inhabit this place, God. Lord, we actually praise you like we believe it. Come on, just, I think the atmosphere is shifting a little bit. God's doing battle on our behalf right now. Come on, if you believe it, let's just give him one more shout of praise because he's in this place. Yeah! In Jesus' mighty name come on we've been having a just a shift in the environment all day today come on somebody it is it is God's presence that brings every answer to every problem that you're facing a lot of times we don't know how we're going to get to that next solution God says he takes us from strength to strength and from glory to glory not strength to valley to weakness to strength to we, no strength to strength to strength and when his presence shows up, come on, listen. The Bible says that the joy of the Lord or the fullness of joy is in God's presence. You don't have a joy problem, you have a presence problem. We, we don't have a provision problem, we have a presence problem. And the Bible says that there's pleasure forevermore at the right hand of God. Well, what's at the right hand of God? Jesus. There's pleasure forevermore in the, in the power of Jesus, man. It is so good. To be in church with you today come on i was telling first service merry christmas god's dropping gifts on your heart right now god's putting stuff into your life right now we are a loud church we're a excited church we're not a dead church won't you praise him like we're alive this morning and we're not dead and we're believing god come on it is good to worship god together today look at your neighbor and say merry christmas early as you grab your seat give it up for our worship team. Thank you, guys. Come on. Thank you for taking us into the presence of God like that. We are uh, not a performance-driven church. We're a presence-driven church. And so uh, it is good to be in God's house with you and in God's presence. Uh, We've been in a series, and I'm going to jump in because we don't have a lot of time today. I'm going to show you a couple videos, and um, I want to give you some thoughts about just this next couple weeks. I've been asking you to pray. We gave out a vision card for 2020 of what God Uh, we're believing God and asking God to do in 2020. And um, if you didn't get one last week, we have them in our connection area. So uh, right out in in the lobby there, we'd love you to grab one of those cards. And we're asking all of us to pray about what we would give on December the 8th. We're gonna have an above and beyond offering on December 8th for the vision of next year. We do it every year um if you're new to our community don't worry we're not going to ask that from you so this is uh, just you know it's for people that call this their home and if you've been here for a while and we say this if you're the first day you get you visit you're a guest and we take care of you but like if, if you're like my home the second time you come over you're washing your own towels and your own stuff you're, you know mom. first time you're a guest second time mom mama's like come on help with these dishes you know what i mean so so um, if you've been here more than once come on you're part of the family we love you uh but we do every year an annual vision offering and I don't ask you, uh, to, you know, for, for money. I ask you to ask God what he'd have you give. I ask God for money and for income for our church and to believe God for what his vision is. I want to show you a couple of the, the things that we're doing in our city. I'm going to show you real quick. Last week, we looked at salvations and how many people gave their life to Christ last year and how many people are on serve teams and some of those stats, water baptisms and stuff. And the, the numbers don't matter. The numbers are a name. The names matter, Right. And so every number represents someone's story, someone's life, someone's name. And so uh, that's why we look at those numbers because they matter. And then I think we had 612 people say yes to Jesus Christ this year so far. Six, we're, believing, we're believing next year for more than that. Had 70-some-odd seven, people get water baptized. Had people in our connect groups, people serving on serve teams. Had 712 first-time guests where people actually came to church and said they were nice. That's a cool church to be a part of. They're, they're smiling. Like if you're a Christian, tell your face. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and so and so we had, we had uh, a lot of that you know. last week. This week, I want to show you a couple of areas that we actually do outreach and how our strategy as a church, locally, globe, nationally, and then globally. And so here's the first local outreach strategy you can see, and uh, some of the, the missions that are listed, Focus Prison Ministry. We support Focus Prison every month. Every time you give here, a portion of that goes to Focus Prison to see uh, people come out of incarceration and, and change that... that um, uh, just that lifestyle, change the way that they come back into society, into community. I-, I love the mission and the vision. They're doing an amazing job, one of the greatest. Uh- prison ministries in East Tennessee that's just reforming um, incarceration and, 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 and rehabilitation and entering back into the community. Jeff Hinton right here, he's one of our trustees. He's the president of the board there, I believe, still. And then, and then Sean Stutz was here first service. He and his wife, they're leaders of that and leading that. And we're going to continue to up our giving into that ministry uh, because of the impact it's making. I love what Sean said uh, several weeks ago at one of the, at the Focus prison banquet. He said that we're, we're, they're actually working reform right now to get legislation passed where there's not a number attached to an inmate coming out of prison so when they fill the forms out for for for, um different resources in the communities they have to attach their a number to them how many know that if you if you attach a number and not a name it's easy to villainize somebody and we villainize whatever we don't understand and so, so they're they're going for reform to just get simply get the number off because it's a person, not a not a number. Does that make sense? So focus is amazing. Hope Resource Center. Uh, that's a, a an area a, a ministry in our in our. Um, city that reaches out to um, unwed mothers and and uh, people in need that just need some support and community and so we we support that and then generous house is our own um, 501c3 we started it's not part of our our church but it's a 501c3 stands on its own back here behind our building and um, it's a diaper bank to east tennessee we realized that moms and dads that can't afford diapers can't put their kids in daycare. And so they can't go to work so there's a systemic problem if you can't afford so we just started at the diaper you know what i mean let's let's, let's solve that need and then they're also generous house is also doing tutoring and mentoring in some of the local schools and so again these things are just they've been a dream for a long time and there's more vision and more dream for next year in all of these different ministries and and you're a part of that we'd love to have you know mentors and teachers and leaders and people and volunteer and be a part of these um outreaches and then tc outreach is our local outreach we do big serve days, we do things to the community, we do giveaways, we do block parties, we do kids events, we do a lot of that stuff. I always say, if the community doesn't miss us, if we're gone, there's no point of being here. And so as we're, as we're looking at this, I'm going to share about vision today and giving for this in the next couple weeks on December the 8th, and I'm going to talk to you about giving, but I want you to know what we're doing, because I don't want something from you, I want something for you. And so I'd like you to check out this quick video of our local outreach. That's powerful. We're going to continue to give into these areas. We're believing God for more areas of ministry in our city. There's so many great ministries in our city. Many of you serve at those and give your heart and life to those. And so we just say thank you for what you do. We want to keep partnering with you and uh, what God's called you to do. And so I, 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 my mind works weird. Did y'all see the DJ, the, like the, the guy on the, who, was, who was mixing? I was like, man, that is just a, that is hope for anybody. If you can be a 40-year-old white DJ, anybody can be what they want. Come on, somebody. Uh, I saw him. I'm like, man, there's hope in Jesus. They need whatever you want. Uh, and then those, those eggs need to get cooked a little bit more. Those are some runny eggs, right? Like, man, somebody needs to cook them eggs a little more. Uh, <laughs> I'm off track. Uh, but we're going to continue to pour into local ministries all across the city. And every time you give, you're giving into one of those. And then the next uh, way we really reach nationally, this is our national outreach uh, ministry. And you're going to hear a little bit more about this on December the 8th. Uh, it's, it's called ARC. You can look, put it up on the screen for me. This is the, the, the name of the ministry, how we reach our nation, Association of Related Churches. So locally we do certain things. And then ARC, A-R-C, we're a part of something called Association of Related Churches. We're not a denomination. That, that group is a church planting strategy organization of relationships. There's about... 1,200 churches that are a part of that organization now. It started in 2001, I believe, and uh, as 1,200 churches now, we were our church number 12. We were the 12th plant in that organization. And so it's a strategy. They have a 95% success rate on, on church launches or church plants after five years of those churches being in existence. So that's an amazing percentage, amazing success rate. Uh, the video you saw where, where uh, the kids blast, where people were coming through into the sanctuary, and you'll hear about this on December the 8th, when we take our offering that day, when we receive our offering, uh, there was a guy with a big beard. He kind of looked into the camera and pointed at everybody. His name is Reeves Wilder. Um, and what's so cool about ARC is that we're not competing with each other. Reeves is actually planting a church in Knoxville. Um, he and I are buddies, and there's about five or six ARC pastors that are friends. And we've been praying on where Reeves would put his, put his pr- location, where he's going to launch. And the name of his church is called Hope Valley. And I really think if we can get rid of, uh, of logos and labels, we can do a lot for the kingdom. And so what we're going to do as a church, part of our offering that we're going to be receiving, we're going to be giving that to him uh, with about three other churches and pouring that into his church launch. Um, uh, City Hills is a friend of mine. We're going to do a a big united day or united night of worship at City Hills on on January the 15th. That's our season of prayer and fasting in January every year. And so that night on the 15th, we're going to all come together, do a night of worship there and then bring Reeves and his family up, pray over him and give a big offering to him to help launch his church in September. Come on, yeah, that's worth more than one clap. That's worth that's, I mean, listen, that's unheard of about you know 10 years ago of pastors working together like that, giving money to each other and believing God. And so you're a part of that. Every time you give here, part of your your finances go into planting churches around this planet. And I think the church is the hope of the world. I just think that a healthy, life giving church. Now, I've been in non-life giving churches, and they ain't the hope of anything. I'm just gonna be honest. Like Many people run from from the God from God because they've seen people represent him in a non-life-giving way. But a life-giving church is the hope of the world, I believe, with all my heart. And, so, and, then, and then internationally, we're doing a lot of work. And check out some of the organizations internationally. This is our global outreach. And these are some of the organizations we support right now. AFC Global, that's in Burma. Uh, C10, that's in Iquitos, Peru, right at the, right on the Amazon jungle, on the river. That's a river town. And um, we have a Bible school there that we support that has about um, 70 kids in it. And uh, basically, they're going to areas that, that missionaries can't go to, that only in indigenous tribes, tribal people can go to. So they're training them to be pastors. First Love is in South Africa. Uh, They are building preschools and and farming and changing education in in, in that country. King of Kings, Jerusalem, You'll see a little portion of a video of one p- portion of that ministry. That ministry has 40 different congregations we support, reaching uh, Jews and Muslims and Arabs and, and all different backgrounds for Christ right there in Jerusalem. It's unheard of what God's doing. And you'll see a little clip of that in a minute of just a portion of that. And then Surge Church Planting, um, that's who we go on a lot of missions trips with. Surge is planting one church a day in the world, 365 churches a year into, into major cities and smaller villages. It costs about $2,500 in a, a village to plant a church or a smaller community. And then it's about a $5,000 for a, for a major city. And, um, you might not listen, you might not go on missions. You might not do, you know, like that. Come on. I don't lo- love camping or mi- I don't, I'll go for about a week on a mission trip. You know what I mean? About seven days and I, I'm not even, ge- I'm not saved any longer. It's a <laughs> five days is my grace limit. And so Anybody that's been on a trip with me knows that. They're like, man, was that pastor? Hey, like, don't talk to him. And uh, so, so but, but you might not like trips. I get it. But every time you give here, your passport gets stamped to someplace around the planet. That's what's so cool about being a part of a vision that's bigger than yourself. And so you're going to get to heaven one day and go like, I had no idea. And I take it very seriously where we put our income and our resources, because I'm going to be accountable, and we're going to be accountable as a team, on what kind of eternal return on investment. I call it EROI. What kind of eternal return did we get for where we planted? And we take it seriously to plant into things that are producing for the kingdom already. And so Surge is producing. They're planting uh, uh, one church a day. It's amazing. And then Vapor Ministries, um, that you'll hear uh, a little bit about that on the video. And Vapor um, is to Haiti. And, and Africa and really reaching uh, some amazing places with sports. And Micah, you might have met him last year. He came here. He was paralyzed or had been paralyzed from the, from the right side on a, on a surfing accident when he was 18. Thought he was going to be a, a professional football player. He got paralyzed and then woke up from the hospital and, and heard that voice, life is a vapor. Your life is like a piece of grass, like it's just a vapor here today, gone tomorrow. So he named this vapor, and he wants to make his life count for, for eternity. And then World, com- world Compassion, um, those are the guys we support that are really reaching uh, regions that are hostile to the gospel. And so we're reaching into Iraq, into Iran. Last month, they did the first ever Pastors Roundtable in Iran. You saw a video before about Bibles we're pouring into Iran that men and women can be killed for having two Bibles. And this one man had 6,000 Bibles in a warehouse and he's figuring out how to distribute them. And so these guys go and we support them. So, you know, you might not be thinking that you're ready to go into the Middle East or a hostile territory, but we built a halfway house for ex uh, uh, ISIS sex slaves that had been kidnapped and released and they built a halfway house to train them and to get them in a, in a, in a, in a talent and a skill so they could go and have a life. We, we, you built that, you helped build that. And so again, these are some of the areas we're pouring into. So when I'm gonna ask you to, to come in the, on the eighth with your finances, I'm not just asking you to come with your finances, I'm asking you to come with your faith, to, to, to come with believing like we're actually making an impact on the planet. And sometimes it can be daunting, sometimes it can be dark, but but just taking a step, just taking a, a move, and, and God meets us in that, in that step. Check out this global video real quick of what's happening around the world in some of the ministries. That's awesome. I met with Solomon several years ago, probably actually... Uh, Eleven years ago now, and and we didn't support them at that point. And we started that day. Someone introduced me to him. He came into my little office. It was when we were in the medical clinic. Remember Lisa and uh, we had an office over in a uh, cleaned out. Uh, Steve and Lisa Reed. Steve's a cardiologist in town, and and uh, their 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 practice had moved to another area. And uh, so he said, Do you want to use this empty practice as a prayer area in your offices? And we were like, sure, you know, and so it was cardiac surgery right there spiritually in this in the prayer office. And uh, and so Solomon came into my little office. And I'm telling you, like, like if, if I've ever been like near an Apostle Paul or near Jesus himself, like this guy sat in there. I don't know if you saw his face, but like telling you, like, remember how the Bible said Stephen's face just shined as they were murdering him? Like that guy, I've just wept. I've met with him for an hour and I, I just cried. Like I couldn't even, like, it's like I was in, the, in God's presence and not because of him, but just what he's given his life to. And so we support them. I love seeing the different ministries we support, how it's the next generation a lot of, like just reaching in, raising up. We have a lot of wants in our life, but how many know the world needs Jesus? Come on, the need is great. And so, um, again, on the 8th, in a couple weeks, I'm asking you to pray. If you didn't get one of our vision cards, um, you can get it at our connection area today. And um, if you're a guest, we don't ask that from you you're hanging out with us, but if you're, you know, if you're part of this house and you're believing God with us, and I just believe there's unity in it, and and maybe it's, maybe it's only a buck, you know, whatever, but like, just ask God, and let's all participate to some degree, you know what I mean, let's don't, don't like, don't think, oh, well, mine doesn't matter, and I don't have enough, or I don't know where to start, and it's easy to let uh, the enemy kind of tell you, like, it doesn't matter what we do, and we can look at the planet and go, man, it's daunting, we can't do anything, but we gotta, we can do something, right? <laughs> And so we can change our world or the world by changing our world. And so we're believing this next year for another campus. We had 612 salvations so far this year. We're believing that in another area of the city and more guests and more visitors and more servants and just watching God raise up some people. I'm going to just give you a couple thoughts real quick. I can't even preach my whole message to you. Um, I'm just going to give you a, a thought out of the book of Joshua. We've been in a series called We Are Well Able. Many times life tries to tell us we're not able and we can't and we can't make a difference and we don't have enough and and it's easy to think we're not able, but when these 12 spies went into the, the, the land, the promise that God gave them, 10 of them said, we're not able, we can't do it. And they came up with excuses and discouragement, and they, they changed the whole heart of the people. Just, two, just 10 of them changed the heart of, 10, of 2 million, but two spies, two guys, Joshua and Caleb, said something different. They had a different report. They saw the giants differently. They saw the challenges differently. They saw an opportunity, and we've looked at that all month, and um, it's amazing when Caleb said, we are well-able. We can do what God's told us. God is with us. Let's do it. Let's take the promise. And so this is a little bit different. They, they come back into the wilderness. They have to wander for 38 years. We talked about that last week. And then now I want to read a verse where they're actually about to come into the promised land. Joshua and Caleb were the only two left out of the entire community of 2 million uh, that were 20 years and older. Everybody 20 years and older passed away. 20 and younger went into the promise and, and Joshua and Caleb. So now... We're at that point where they're getting ready to go in Joshua uh, chapter five, verse 12. It says this, then the manna ceased. Everybody say "The the manna ceased. The manna ceased on the day after they had eaten the produce of the land and the children of Israel no longer had manna, but they ate the food of the land of Canaan that year. The title is the provision is in the planting. The provision is in the planting. The manna ceased when they ate the produce. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for just um, an amazing vision and mission. Thank you for, for the, the ability to impact this planet for your glory and to do something that lasts eternally. We're humbled that we get to be a part, that you've invited us, that you've snatched us from the kingdom of darkness. You've placed us into the kingdom of light and that we would be the light of the world. In Jesus' name, amen? Amen. amen. The story that you see is these Two million still entering into the promise of God. They were in the wilderness, they were wandering, and they were eating manna. Every day they ate manna. The manna would rain from heaven, it would pour down, and they would lean over and pick it up. It would pour down, they would lean over, pick it up, put it in their pocket. They had a manna mindset. And the manna mentality, it was manna from heaven. God, give us the miracle. God, give us the miracle. If you know, they began to complain about the manna. They began to have sustenance from God, and they began to, to take it for granted and actually complain about the sustenance. And when they get to the edge of the promised land and they go in, the Bible says that the minute they tasted the produce, the manna stopped. The manna stopped. What's produce? Produce is something that's had to have been planted. Produce is something that went into the ground. There's no way for, to get produce unless it's planted. Uh, my kids, they've got iPhones and iPads, and um, they uh, have have this game of figuring out their. Pa- I don't give them their passcode because they'll download stuff and charge me all day long. <laughs> Come on, anybody have that battle of you? Like, all of a sudden, you you know, you're like, man, how did you? What? Uh, how, what did you buy something? No, he didn't buy anything. And years ago, one of my sons, uh, this subscription showed up on his phone to some sports website that shows stats and stuff in different sports. And it was like seven bucks a month. And it started coming through. I'm like, what in the world is this bill? You know, I went down, I said, son, did you buy something? He goes, no, no. I said, uh, you're the only one that would do, you know, son, this is on your, oh yeah, I got that. I got that. It's free. I'm like, It's free. He's like, yeah, I just hit subscribe. (laughs) I said, oh, yeah, yeah, it's free, but I have planted my credit card inside your device. (laughs) And, And my credit card is producing income to help pay for that, what you think was free. Here's the thing. The thing that you think is free in life, someone planted Everything in your life up to this point, everything around you, every bit, of su- every bit of supply, everything in our life, somebody paid somewhere. To go into worship like we did today, they paid a price to be here early and to practice, to come in and enjoy this environment. Somebody paid. And, and, and the future that we're going to believe for, somebody has to pay for it. And I believe it's our privilege to pay for the future generations in the kingdom of God. And so so we think sometimes it's free, but it's not. And what God is saying here, and this is the thought I want to get into your heart, is that we would move from a man of mindset into a planted or to a provision mindset or a produce mindset. And here's what that looks like. In a man of mindset, we Christians are really good at this. God, pour it out. God, pour it out. God, I need a miracle. God, I need a miracle. God, pour it out. God, pour, I need more resources. God, pour it out. If you pour it out, I'll pick it up. It's the man of mindset says, the minute they ate produce, that man of mindset ceased. Here's what God is saying, that I'm no longer going to give you a miracle without a mission. Because when they had the miracle of, of, of sustenance every day, they began to take it for granted and they didn't manage it. A miracle without a mission will be mismanaged. That's why lottery winners go broke and bankrupt in five years because there's no mission, there's no purpose. And a lot of times we're begging God for a provision without a mission, and then it's mismanaged. You want a miracle without a mission, it doesn't work like that way, God says. God gives the miracle, but we have to manage the miracle. And many times we're wanting this, God, if you just pour it out, I'll pick it up and I'll be, I'll be faithful with it. No, what'll happen is if you don't have a mission, you'll abuse the, the, the miracle he's given you and you'll take it for granted and you'll mismanage it and it'll be gone. And if you're begging or praying or asking God for a great provision, you need to ask God for a great mission. And so as you pour into the mission, as you plant into the mission, as you sow seed into the mission, the Bible talks about the provision comes from when you plant your seed into the vision and mission and what God has for you. I just want to encourage you, all provision in your life comes from what's planted. And, and, and I'm going to, here's a verse, here's, here's just... And as, as believers, we're great at praising and shouting and asking God for miracles, but what, what's the miracle for? What mission are we a part of? You know, do we just want manna or do we want produce where something's planted and there's a promise and there's new territory to take and new purpose and we put into the ground? Genesis 8.22 says this, "'While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, "'cold and heat, winter and summer, "'and day and night shall not cease.'" It's a promise from God. He says, I'm going to give you provision in seed form, and you got to manage that miracle in seed form. So whatever it is that you have, God's saying, I've given you seeds. And here's what, here's what God told me to tell some of you today. Many of you feel like, you know, the thing that uh, you're believing God for in your life, it's been buried, Right. So you feel like, man, my dreams have been buried. My marriage has been buried. I don't know what, where, where to go from here. My purpose has been buried. I don't know why I'm on this planet. And, and when you bury a seed, a lot of times it feels like it's buried and not planted. When you put dirt on top of it and you cover it up and you dig a hole and you till the ground and God's doing different work and you can't feel it and it doesn't feel good. And all of a sudden the seed goes into the ground. The seed will do no good in your hand. It'll do no good in your pocket. It'll produce nothing in your life in your hand. But when we put it into the ground, it feels oftentimes that we're buried. And it's like, God, where, how am I even going to get out of this hole? How am I going to get out? I feel buried. And God's told me to tell somebody in here that you're not buried, you're planted. And that in that process of being planted, God's doing a work under the soil. And and the Bible says that unless Jesus says, unless a, a kernel of wheat fall to the ground and die, you're like, God, I feel like I'm dying in this. Unless a kernel of wheat fall to the ground and die, it cannot produce life. So you want to see new life produced in your in your in your surroundings, in your life this next year. Well that thing has to fall into the ground and die. But the good thing is God's the God of resurrection power. God's the God that brings dead things to life. It's in the natural, it's in the scientific, it's in the spiritual. Unless the seed dies, it can't bring forth life. God's the God of resurrection. So whatever you feel like has been buried, he's actually getting ready to breathe life into and make resurrect into a different form. And the seed comes out of the ground with more purpose, more provision, more power, more direction. It looks different, but it comes out of the ground in a total different sustenance here's what you need to know the thing you've been mourning over because you thought was buried god's getting ready to do a miracle and you'll realize it was just planted that's why jesus was not buried in a cemetery he was buried in a garden because he wasn't buried at all he was planted it was a garden tomb and things come alive in gardens there's some fertilizer there's some tilling there's some soil that takes place and I, I just want to encourage you next in the next couple weeks pray like God what do you want me to do with seed this year I want to believe for a miracle but I need a mission I need I need provision but I need to have a vision like like it's God. I believe that I have seed. God's given you seed to manage, whatever that is. Different levels, different le- different people, different places. Your time. It's same with your same with your heart. Like you you got you are going to sow your heart into something. You're going to sow your energy into something. If you want to return and you want provision or something to produce, you've got to sow into that. Some of your marriages are in trouble because you're not sowing into that. I mean, my wife and I we we get we get we have a counselor. We get counseling. Can I can I free you up that Christians need counseling? Some of you aren't sowing into your relationships or sowing into your marriages or some of you aren't sowing into your kids. Again, it goes across all the levels of Christianity. We just want the miracle, pour it out. I'll pick it up and put it in my pocket. (laughs) But we've gotta have a mission that God's called us to manage for the miracle. And I believe we have a mission. I believe there's more to come. I believe there's the best is yet to happen. I believe in your life in my life in our families. And as we pour into this, you stand to your feet with me? I want to pray for you today. For some of you, you feel so buried. And you hear about an offering and you hear about December the 8th and you're already planning on how to be out of town and I get it. And you're like, well, I don't even know how to. I feel buried as it is, Pastor. Come on, you're just planted. And Jesus is about to resurrect some stuff that you thought was dead. And he's about to do it in a greater form and in a a greater vision and greater mission. And I promise you, all those things you saw on that screen, we're going to continue to faithfully pour our seed, our mission. You'll see it. Come on. I think we have the slide. Do you have the slide of what we've given so far this year to to world missions and to the local outreach? I think there's a slide. We've given away one hundred nine thousand dollars this year. By the end of the year, it'll probably be way more than that. I'm not asking something from you. I'm asking something for you. We're trying to, we're, we're sowing. We believe and preach. We smoke what we sell. <laughs> Father, we love you and we thank you. We need you thank you for a great vision that you've given us, a, a mission. Lord, we don't want a miracle without a mission because we don't want to go wayward. We don't want to wander. We don't want to take it for granted and say, God, God, this isn't good enough. Sustenance without a mission is no good for us. Sustenance without purpose is not our point. Lord, we want to... We want a purpose, God. Let this be a year where individuals decide, I'm not just gonna be buried, I'm gonna be planted, and I'm gonna put some seed in the ground, and I'm gonna believe for a harvest of eternity. I'm gonna believe with my family and with my church that there's more, and we're not done yet. God, I thank you for faithful family and faithful community, God. We're asking you to do miracles on our behalf because we have a mission we believe in, Father. If you're in this room and you say, you know what, Jamie, I I feel like I've been buried. I I don't even know how to get out of the hole I'm in. You're talking about certain things and I feel like I'm covered up. But I need faith to see it as being planted and not buried. I need faith to know that I'm going to get out of this and that I'm going to believe for a tomorrow. If that's you, no one looking around. I want to pray for you. Would you put your hand to me? Come on, hands across the room. Father, you see every hand, every person that feels a little bit buried right now. Going into holidays, going into a season where we're giving gifts and celebration. There's also a lot of great pain and hurt and lack. A lot of different areas and you're the answer, Jesus. You're the one that makes up the difference. You're the one that closes the gap. You're the one that brings dead things to life. So I pray for a miracle of provision as you were the greatest seed that was ever planted, God's firstborn son planted for humanity, risen from the dead. I ask you to fill the gap in every need or anybody that feels covered up, God, I pray that you would begin to put the sunlight on them and let them experience growth like never before this year as they understand that they're planted for tomorrow. If you're in this room, no one looking around real quick, we're here for Jesus. Ultimately, our heart is to surrender our life to Him. I don't know where you are in your walk with God, but the Bible says if you would surrender your life to Jesus Christ, you would have a fresh start with God. And I want to say to you, He was the first one that was planted, He died on a tree was ripped to pieces, took every bit of our sin, shame, and guilt. The Old Testament couldn't get to the shame and guilt and sin that was inside of them. It just covered up mistakes and sins for one year and then they'd have to do it over again with a sacrifice. But the Bible says Jesus paid for all the sins and all of that, but more than that, he got on the inside of us and took care of the shame and the guilt and the turmoil that we faced internally and removed that. And it's a free gift. The Bible says if you would just give your life to Jesus, you get a fresh start with God. That's just simply making him the leader of your life. Some of you this morning, you know you might need a fresh start with God. You're not here by accident. I'm gonna pray for you in a second. I'm gonna ask you to put your hand up just to me and I'm gonna pray with you. No one's looking around. I'm not gonna embarrass you or bring you forward. But if you're in this place on three, I wanna count and I want you to put your hand up if you know you need a fresh start with God. I'm not talking about trusting in religion. I'm not talking about rules or church or regulations or denominations. I'm talking about saying Jesus I know that you came and you died for me. I know that you were planted, but you rose from the dead and I give you my life. You're my Lord and you're my leader. I wanna serve you with my life. If that's you, if you're here today and you want a fresh start, you know God's pulling on your heart right now. No one looking around on three. One, two, three. Would you put your hand up to me right now? Come on, God bless you, sir. God bless you, young lady. Anybody else boldly? Just put your hand up and pray for you. Boldly say, I need a fresh start with God this morning. I'm not gonna continue the way I am. God bless you. (coughs) God bless you, sir. Come on, church, people saying yes to eternity. God bless you. Just give you one more second. God bless you, young man. Father, we're here for you. What a miracle that you've invited us to heaven. You've invited us to relationship with you now. You've invited heaven into our heart now. I'm gonna pray a prayer real quick. If you put your hand up, just pray with me. You can pray your own words or my words. There's no magic in the words. It's just a heart saying yes to Jesus. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for sending your son, Jesus. Jesus, thank you that you are heaven on earth and that you've made your way into our hearts. We invite you into our life right now. We surrender to you. We believe that you are God, that you died on a cross for our sins and you rose from the dead to give us life. We accept you as our Lord and Savior right now. We give you our life and we serve you with the rest of our life. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen, amen. Come on, give God praise this morning, guys. People in every area saying yes to God. Yes to Jesus.